I feel like a lot of the time, the answers about breakups all lie within you. Extras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey. And I'm Maria. This week we are going to talk about all the lessons we've learned from breakups. The, yeah. The, the well, aftermath of breakups. The realisations you have after you break up with someone <laughs> and like what you want for your future relationships, all of those kinds of things. Shall we start with our zones? Yeah, let's talk about it. What okay. zone are you in, hon? Mm, I think maybe grey, but I don't know grey. if necessarily grey. I'm just feeling like under pressure, you know? Okay. And like a bit confused. Is that grey? Is grey confused? I guess we didn't really assign confused to one. Yeah. But yeah, like a bit confused. I'm having okay. like... Confused about what? What's confusing you? What's, what's making you feel under pressure? Because I feel like I'm pushing and, like, pulling myself in, like, do I date or do I not date? Mm. Is it, like, my avoidance that's, like, making me not like people or do I actually not like people? (laughs) And, like, should I just have fun on dates and just see where it goes? Or is it, like, if I'm not super into it after the first date, do I just, like, leave it kind of thing? Okay. Okay, fair enough. So you're kind of, like... Just unsure what you want to yeah. do and like what you're feeling. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, and I'm also like, I don't really like men at the moment. <laughs> but I'm also like, I don't really want to, like, I do want to date girls, but I'm scared. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, what about you? Um, I'm really, you know, just great vibes it's (laughs) coming up on my three years and i'm gonna see my boyfriend really soon again so it's just good times really i mean i don't know it's been it's been a bit like a bit not not yellow you know like i don't know exactly what color like i don't know if to the extent of blue or Mm. gray even but like i don't know it's just been a bit dull i've been having like all these breakup dreams and like I don't know I just feel like there's something going on in my subconscious Mm -hmm. like maybe it's you you know the three years coming up and I'm like oh my god maybe a bit grey as well yeah but generally I'm like very excited I like really just can't wait to see him like this is one of those times that I'm like I know last month because I see him like once a month so I feel like (laughs) last month I was like preaching all this shit about like oh, I'm so secure now. Like, I just don't think about these things anymore. I never think about what he's doing or why he's not texting me, but I feel like (laughs) that was just a good month, you know? Not that I've been having that. Like, it really hasn't been to that extent. It's just, I think I've been having more of a down month and, like, it's just one of those times that I'm, like, really, like, oh, I really can't wait to see him. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really excited and I think it'll be really fun. Cute. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of my my zone. I guess yellow, a bit blue, a bit grey. Nice. But I'm excited to talk about 
some breakups, you know, <laughs> in the together. spirit of your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can dive into my dreams, you know, I'll understand mm. what's been happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is basically just therapy. <laughs> but yeah, we asked you guys what the biggest lesson you've learned from a breakup is. The first one is, I think the breakup itself says more about the relationship and each other than anything else. I'd say when my recent ex broke up with me and blamed me for everything that went wrong in our relationship, I learned that cheating feels better than blaming. Oh, deep. Big statement. Yeah, very big statement. (laughs) Controversial opinion. No, but I I can definitely understand that it wouldn't feel nice to kind of have had this idea of a relationship and then all of a sudden in the breakup, it's like this person's being really horrible to you and that kind of thing. Mm. And I I know that that happens that has happened to a lot of people where there's almost this like complete 180 yeah definitely i don't think that that doesn't sound like a good experience at all yeah it's really difficult and i think also with this episode a lot of what will come into it at least with like my own experience is like attachment styles and stuff and like realizing how your attachment style has manifested in a relationship Mm. after a breakup but it is a symptom of like certain attachment styles to blame people for everything and to absolve yourself of guilt and like also if you're dating like a narcissist obviously they're not gonna take any responsibility for their actions but it yeah it doesn't as you said it doesn't feel nice for anyone and also like it's not really helping anyone for the person to be blaming you because that means they're not really doing any self-reflection either like they clearly haven't learned anything from the relationship yeah i just feel like relationships take two people and I think that if a relationship fails like as you were kind of saying it's Mm. not necessarily one person's fault and like if you're going to stand there and and kind of put the blame I mean sometimes it is I'm I'm sure there are cases in which like there is a person to blame very clearly but I think if you're not willing to examine like the ways in which you were responsible for like the things that you did in the relationship and all of the stuff that you kind of have to deal with because everyone has shit to deal with and I think it's whether you can see that and like whether you're willing to work on it yeah exactly exactly and like you want to be better for the next person you know or just like for yourself like obviously you don't have to find an next person it's not like i am <laughs> but you know just for yourself and for your sanity i think it's important to like mm. look at your own role but we'll obviously get more into that yeah we have a lot to say about that <laughs> what do you think of this this opening assertion or whatever I think the breakup itself says more about the relationship than and each other and each other than the relationship itself or whatever than anything else mm, I think you can have a really nasty breakup and like it, things can get out of hand and it doesn't necessarily say anything about who you are as people but mm. I think a lot of the time it probably does <laughs> I think it, it does say a lot about who the other person is of like how they take the breakup you mm. know like especially with this whole blaming thing it's like okay well now I kind of see that like that's the kind of person you are and like you're just not willing to think about both sides mm. and maybe you knew that before but it kind of took the breakup to be like okay fuck off like yeah why are you putting this all on me i don't know what about you what do you think <laughs> i mean i think we've talked a little bit about this before how i think arguments and the way you argue with someone says a lot about the relationship and i think mm. like a lot of the time 
you're own like the relationship is only as good as like the way that you deal with arguments and, yeah and all of that kind of thing so i think in a way that is a little bit of an extent extension of that yeah how like yeah if at your worst like you can be really really horrible like there are some things that you can't come back from yeah exactly and that kind of thing and i think like also the aspect of like a breakup it's kind of like oh well there's nothing else to lose like i'm not yeah. willing to, like i'm not trying to salvage this or like mm. i don't owe anything to this person anymore or i don't know whatever feelings we'll get into it again but whatever feelings are coming up it's like it, it is kind of this end so it's like you get a little bit carried away i feel yeah so i'm i get what this person is getting at but i don't know i do think that breakups and like arguments and sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment and like in the heat of emotions and you're feeling overwhelmed like you can say and do things that you don't necessarily mean yeah or like you don't you wouldn't do otherwise but you just need some time like away from the situation it's a tough one what do you think about this you think cheating is <laughs> better than blaming um i don't know i mean i've never been cheated on so yeah and i've never been blamed <laughs> Okay. So I'm not sure, but like I feel like I'm not a I'm not super like a victimy kind of person. Like mm. I'm not the kind of person that always thinks it's someone else's fault and like yeah. can't take blame for themselves and can't acknowledge. Like I feel like, especially in relationships, like more than that, I like overthink it's my fault. Like you know, I yeah. always think everything is my fault. So I just feel like it wouldn't feel that horrible because I would just like already have like said all of that shit to myself yeah. in a way. Mm. This is what I mean with the attachment style thing is I feel like it comes into it a lot. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And I also think it's like the kind of person you are. Like there there are a lot yeah, of people yeah. that are very like everything is everyone else's fault and like poor me. And then there's people that are also like oh everything is my fault, poor me, you know? And then there's like bit of in between I'm like <laughs> Do you not just think that's attachment styles though? Not necessarily. I feel like it's like, you know, people have like different kind of complexes. Yeah, but where do the complexes no, no, come from? No, and of course, like, attachment style has stuff to do with yeah, it. But yeah. like, no, no, I, I also feel like mean. it's like a wider thing about just like mm. people and their personalities and like the yeah. kind of people people are. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's not really what the episode's <laughs> about. Anyway, what's the next submission? Someone said not to date people that hate you. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think once you leave a relationship, you get a whole load of perspective of like signs that the relationship wasn't good that you didn't necessarily realize when you were in mm. the relationship. And you can just be like, oh, that person just like didn't like me. Yeah. Like once the sadness <laughs> of the breakup has settled and you kind of can see it a little bit more objectively, yeah. you were like, I just wasn't even happy. Yeah. Like, this person just wasn't even nice to me. Like, yeah, they yeah. just didn't like me. Why would I have wanted <laughs> to be in that anyway? Yeah. That's a great place in a breakup when you reach that point <laughs> of realisation. <laughs> For sure. The next one is, you should think they're a good person if you're going to date them. Oof. Yeah, this is, like, a big thing for me of, like, would I be friends with them? if we hadn't dated mm. is there someone that i would want to be friends with and like if the answer is no then i don't know <laughs> what that says about the relationship you know because in my mind you would want to be friends with like 
well obviously you want to like your friends mm. <laughs> so that kind of goes along with that but surely you'd want to be friends with like the person that you date like I don't know it just it makes mm. no sense to me yeah I mean why are you dating someone if, if you think they're a bad person as well yeah I mean I think that in a lot of the time we can make like all of these excuses like when you're in mm. a relationship and stuff and you're like you look past so many things and then again in retrospect you're like I just I feel like towards the end like I genuinely just didn't think that this person was like mm. a good person but I already made all these excuses you know what I mean yeah when you like lose respect for someone but it's mm. like I love them and like that's so sad yeah to be like I love this person who I have no respect for mm. <sighs> that's so deep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, the next person said patience. Do you, okay. Do they mean, like... Because I guess, like, patience in a way of, like, once you've been through a breakup, mm. you just, like, know to be patient and, like, you will get over it in time. And, like, because, yeah. you know, when you're going through a breakup, like, you feel like it's never going to end. Like, you're never going to be okay again. Yeah, you're never so going to fall in love again. You're never going to, like, feel, like, better. Mm-hmm. But then you get over it and then it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah that's cool i can mm-hmm. yeah, i'm fine now um so yeah patience for sure yeah someone said not to be a twat so yeah. gross i like it <laughs> cool <laughs> i love that for you i kind of want to know you know the story behind it along kind of the same vein someone said men suck <laughs> oh along kind of the same vein well like twat and like suck I feel like it's just like people generally being shitty (laughs) Uh, okay someone else said trust your gut Mm -hmm. don't try and make someone fit into what you want them to be I think it's like if you know you're not going to end up with this person stop trying to make the relationship Mm. work because it's just wasted effort and time and true like trust your gut like go with your intuition like most Mm. of the time you kind of do have like like not to really subscribe to this whole like energy and like vibe and like vibes from people and like really you don't like that (laughs) your energies like vibe off each other but i feel like if you do get like a bad feeling about something Mm. a lot of the time it's because your body is like don't do it girl. yeah that's true and sometimes you like know that something's wrong for example like cheating if you think like mm. someone's cheated or like fucked up girls are very good at that kind of thing <laughs> like they just always know mm. so yeah yeah definitely and then someone said don't text them after which is like a great segue into the rest <laughs> of the episode because we have so much to say about <laughs> the conversations you have after a breakup so yeah let's let's get into it yeah okay should we maybe start with lessons we've learned from a breakup lessons we've learned from a breakup okay (laughs) yeah okay so well one is i agree like the don't text them the final submission that we had like yeah I think from my first breakup, something that I definitely won't be doing or try to at least won't be doing if and when my second breakup ever happens is like staying friends and like staying in close contact like mm-hmm. straight after, like give it months, give it a few months, like mm-hmm. until you're like, you know, healed. I think that's like a definite 
one that is just like it's so hard and I know it's hard and like it's a lot easier said than done and you know when people are telling you all these like little tips and whatever Mm -hmm. like a lot of time it can be like shut the fuck up but this one like for real I I hope future Maria like listens yeah yeah honestly I feel like because I always break up with people I want to try and be nice Mm. and like balance it out because I don't want people to hate me so I'm like oh we should stay friends you know I really want to stay friends Um, again going back to this idea of like I don't even know if I like you as a friend I don't even know if I'd want to be your friend (laughs) and then also just like trying to force someone that you've just broken up with to be your friend is Mm. really just not it (laughs) like would not recommend it doesn't make anyone happy and you you just can't be friends straight away you just need to like give it time I mean we did do a whole episode about like can you be friends with your ex so I guess we talked about most of this like yeah in that episode so go listen to that but I just don't think you like I really really learned that in my last breakup of just just leave it for a bit and if you're meant to be friends it will like come back yeah and I, I just think at the start it's so fresh and even if you have had time to mourn the relationship like let's say you were the one that broke up with the other person or whatever like it's still so fresh and like you're still not sure like how you feel about everything like mm-hmm. I feel like you still there are still so many questions and yeah like there are so many like scenarios going through your head like you're mourning something so it's kind of like all of the like what ifs and like mm. oh what could have happened and all of these things and I think that you need that time to like be able to kind of like look back in retrospect mm-hmm. and like look at it with a little bit of perspective yeah and look at look at it a little bit more objectively yeah um, so I just feel like for as long as those feelings are raw, like, just try to not have contact, like, with the other person and not to stalk them and, like, all of these kinds of things, like, keeping up with whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, separating yourself as much from them is, like, a big lesson that I learned. What lessons have you learned, hon? Any mm. that come to your mind? I think... I don't give myself enough credit for, like, actually having made the decision to break up with someone. <laughs> and, well, I mean, biggest biggest lesson, don't get back together with them when you've broken <laughs> up with them. Just don't do it. But, like, yeah, I don't think I give myself enough credit for mm. having made that decision because I always start to, like, second guess whether that was the right thing, especially because I kind of have stayed in close contact with them it's really hard to be like oh yeah I made this decision for a reason Mm. because most breakups aren't really dramatic endings where someone does something really really terrible and then you break up it's usually just this is not working out this isn't the right time or maybe I didn't like you enough to like keep going with this or you know there's a whole host of reasons but it doesn't necessarily have to be super dramatic and so it's not like the love just disappears or like the fact that you care about someone just disappears so then it can be really hard to distinguish between Mm. whether it was a good idea or not but ultimately the fact that you have done it like unless you just had a mental lapse and did it without realizing (laughs) the fact that you broke up with them is a big testament to the fact that it probably did need to happen and I think I just need to like have more faith in myself that Mm. there is a reason behind this I'm not just like being a horrible person you know (laughs) yeah 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 I know for sure so 
that was a big lesson. <laughs> I think, you know, a big lesson as a an anxious, attached person was, like, you don't need to, like, drown this person or, like, suffocate them so much. Like, they're not going to stop loving you if you don't see them for, like, a day. Like, mm. they're not going to forget who you are. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that was a big one. Like, I feel like I do tend to suffocate people a little bit. But... You know, I'm better now. I'm yeah. working on it. You are getting better. <laughs> You're doing way better than I am. What's like an anxious? Uh, like yeah, like as as like. Oh, sorry, an, not an anxious and an avo- an avoidant. As thing. like an avoidant, I feel like I realize how many people I have around me, and like I remember that I can ask for help mm. during a breakup like in a way it's kind of nice and affirming because you you realize that like like what you've lost that you didn't realize that you had before as in when you're in a relationship as an avoidant person mm. you kind of tend to get as far away from intimacy as possible and like get a bit freaked out and think that you don't need anyone or anyone's help and you're just like very independent and self-sufficient you need lots of personal space blah 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 um so then once you have broken up with someone and you have exactly what you wanted it's like oh fuck like I really really did love this person right and like I did have these feelings for them and I still know that I made the right decision but like I have to sit with that discomfort that I wouldn't usually have to do and then also having like all these people around you to like help you out I feel like if you ever need to ask for help that is the one time you will probably do it or like that people will probably offer it to you and you will take it readily you know Mm. yeah and I think after my last breakup I like only told you and my mom (laughs) about the breakup and I was like why didn't I just like tell everyone because everyone obviously really cares and like wants to help um so yeah you kind of realize like grateful for how much people love you and care about you so that's nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what do you have any other lessons or should we like dive into the the aftermath conversation well yeah just a big one i guess i kind of did say a little bit in the segment but just the fact that it does end because also Mm. i feel like my first breakup was so I mean, no, not that it was dragged out or anything. Like, we broke up and we were broken up. But as in the process of me getting over this person and everything. And, like, our interactions. And, like, because we stayed friends and all mm. of this stuff. I just feel like there was all this, like... yeah, Like, yeah, it was dragged out. And I just feel like it gave me some slight, you know, trauma of, like, thinking that... This will end, you know? Yeah. This will end. And you, it won't last forever. And you won't feel like this forever. And you will, like, love someone more. and Or just as much or more than you love that person. And, like, yeah, you will find someone again. Yeah. Or, like, you will find love again. Because I feel like that... Not that that's necessary, but, like, that was a big fear of mine. Mm. So for anyone that feels like that as well. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Should we dive into it? Well, should we talk a bit about self-reflection and also this idea of blame? Because I feel like that is a big aspect of any breakup. Mm. There's going to be probably a bit of blaming going on until you cut through the emotions and then you'll do some self-reflection. So 
I, I don't really know if I have advice about the best way to go about it for everyone. I don't know if that is the best way to go about it for everyone. But for me, I think that looked like, as I said, kind of like understanding my attachment style a bit more. And this was like around the time when I started to actually learn what attachment styles were. And I had done a bit of work on it, like in the relationship, but then also realized that I couldn't do it in the relationship that I was in because it was long distance. Avoidant and long distance aren't really a compatible <laughs> thing. So yeah, just doing a lot of self-reflection about, because also, I, <laughs> also because avoidant people tend to blame the other person. I was reading today about how self-esteem for avoidant and anxious people attached people are pretty much like opposites avoidant people think that they're they have a high sense of self-esteem right. but have r a lot of trouble forming emotional attachments with people whereas anxious attached have a low self-esteem mm. and find it very easy to form attachments with people or like we'll just do it automatically <laughs> mm -hmm. so i think naturally the way that manifests in breakups is like that avoiding people will blame the other person, the anxious person will blame themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was kind of interesting to be like, okay, I obviously didn't do everything right and I have things that I need to work on and how can I then take those things into my own life, into my potential future relationships and then I guess eventually, although I, I didn't really eventually do this, I did do this pretty close to the breakup, talking to my ex about it and saying oh these are the things that like I think I did wrong and like I want to apologize for these things and also for how I handled the breakup and how that occurred you know because I think that my ex did feel pretty like blindsided mm. which to me I didn't think that I had done anything wrong <laughs> but obviously that doesn't really matter if like that's how the other person mm. feels you know so then like trying to reach a little bit of an understanding there and like yeah just reflecting in general on like how I could be better yeah okay so what does like the reflection when you're the one that breaks up with someone look like like because to me okay to me obviously this is not every case but in a way like when someone's like breaking up with someone it's more of a like I know that it's more like, like oh, this relationship isn't going to work. Mm. But being the person that's actually actively doing it yeah. is in some way being like, okay, like I'm calling it this out, like that it isn't going to work. And yeah. is it a looking at the ways that like, why it didn't work? Or are you kind of like, yeah, like where does the blame mm. lie? Because to me, the blame is not even necessarily about the whole like, anxious v avoiding. Yeah, it's yeah. like breaker uppy versus yeah. breaker upper. Well, yeah, I'd be interested to see some statistics of, like, who's the breaker-upper in terms of their attachment style. Mm. But, and I'm sure it's very, very much towards avoidant. the avoidant side. <laughs> but, because uh, it makes perfect sense. But... Are you kind of, like, still putting more of the blame on the other person? Or no. do you, like, is it really quite a... And kind of both of your experiences, was it really kind of, like, a really... This relationship doesn't work? Or, like this person isn't right or like i think it's a mixture of both but but it's not against the person no it's not really against the person it's more just being about like the circumstances mm. also because i just don't think i'm necessarily a very blamey person in general <laughs> <laughs> and from the anxious side of the 
or like I mean I don't really need to speak in like attachment style terms <laughs> I don't know why I'm like doing that but from the side of like the breakup e and like trying to look at where it all went wrong I do understand that because in my breakup it was like something happened that like led up Mm -hmm. to the breakup and I got very hung up on that and it was like I had a lot of questions about that and trying to understand that and I really got hung up on just being like why did that happen Mm -hmm. and I was like really upset about that and I was like that was so stupid that that was the reason that it broke up and there was a lot of reflection on like was that actually the reason we broke up is this just me having a gut reaction Mm -hmm. to that and making it a bigger deal than it is or is this more of like a symptom of the overall problems in the relationship maybe it's not necessarily just that maybe it's a number of things and just like really trying to work out what those things were and in a way like justify right why I had broken up with them but not to like make myself feel better just to be like this was the right thing to do Mm. for both of us Mm. you know yeah I mean I feel like for instance like as someone that's been broken up with I feel like a lot of the time even if you do start I feel like at the beginning it starts being like all the ways in which this is my fault and like all Mm. the things that I could have done differently and like oh if I would have just like done this this on this one night like if I would have like pulled the chair out before they sat down Mm. for dinner like this wouldn't have happened and it's all these like ways in which you can fix it and then kind of to like self-soothe or like to change the narrative like I don't know I just think it's quite interesting like the way that the narrative Mm. of the breakup changes like as time goes on because I don't know at least this is for me my experience and like other anxious attached people that I've talked to yeah and then it kind of starts switching into like oh fuck them like this is obviously their fault like they didn't see this in me and like they didn't know what they were missing and like maybe this isn't even like an attachment style thing like maybe this is just a process everyone goes through like it is like the whole like acceptance and you know all the stages (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) but I I think it's quite interesting like the way that the blame shifts and then in terms of this whole idea of having like a conversation for closure and like whether like you should be talking to your ex and like whether like someone owes you a conversation yeah. and all of these things I think it's also interesting on like where on the scale of the blame it falls because yeah. like when you're feeling like oh this is all my fault and it would if I would have done something differently if you were like wanting to have a conversation with them then it's like you're gonna try to convince them that like yeah. you're good enough and that they should love you yeah and then but then if you're like in the stage where you're like oh fuck you and like you don't you're like oh this is all your fault then it's more of a like I need answers and like I need you to like tell me all this stuff of like why like you ruined this yeah or whatever and yeah I don't know I just feel like it's all these like feelings and always kind of leading back to wanting to have a conversation sorry to lead it back to like talking to people but then I think we can maybe just talk about like yeah whether like you want like how to go about having yeah, a conversation yeah, yeah. post breakup and stuff. I just feel like that's why it's not good. Yeah. Because whatever stage you're in, I just feel like you're not seeing it in the full picture mm-hmm. and like seeing it clearly. And it's like all gonna come from an angle of I need something from you. And yeah. like once I have this conversation with you, or like once I we can have closure or whatever, like I'll be able to move on. But I yeah. feel like a lot of the time the answers about breakups all lie within you and like the role that you played and like your attachment style and like the Mm -hmm. things that you did wrong and like 
not that you necessarily did anything wrong but as yeah, in like, or even the, if, like the part that you played and yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only change your actions and you can only control what whatever the fuck you do there are so many things in breakups that have nothing to do with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though they obviously feel like they are because they ended your relationship you yeah. know obviously but a lot of the time it just has nothing to do with you and it's like something that the person has to work out within themselves yeah. and you're not going to make them do that. You're not going to change that. Like, they yeah. have to choose to do that. And I just feel like the sooner you realise that all these closure answers and all these questions and all of this shit, like, you're not going to get the answer from the person. You can mm-hmm. only get it from yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if it's, like, not necessary, even if, like, the answers you need is not necessarily something that you did or, you mm. know, an exact moment, I think the realisation is, like, what about myself made me be in that relationship that mm. ultimately wasn't right you know and because because it ended it wasn't right you know like you have to accept that i think which is probably like the hardest part of the breakup but you can't be trying to like fit the relationship into what you wanted it to be once it's ended because it ended for a reason so you have to look at like what within me was like missing that I allowed myself to be treated like so badly or why did I feel like I had to try and make this be this relationship work exactly how I wanted to why do I feel like I have to like be in control of the situation when it's like with someone that I love you know all these all these Mm. things that it's like you it's so easy and I think from both like an attachment style perspective and like the breakupper versus breakup e perspective to put all this like blame and like responsibility on the other person but that's not mm. how you should be approaching it you should yeah as you said just like really really be asking yourself the questions and yeah so then kind of going on to the conversation about com- conversations <laughs> <laughs> with my last breakup it was very much like we would talk and I was feeling all of these emotions and guilt for having hurt someone, but then also like having all this blame of like, you ended this, it was amazing, you did, you like ruined it, blah, blah, mm. blah. Having all of that put on me and it was just a lot to deal with. And mm. then because we obviously had very different mourning periods at different times, we never, we just couldn't see eye to eye because. Right every conversation we had it was like why did you do this or like they would be asking me like why did you do this and I'd be like fuck you you did this or like fuck you like you're acting like you did nothing wrong and just because I ended the relationship you know like there was just this mismatch Mm. in the conversation that we just were never gonna get anywhere and our emotions were so raw that like it was just very difficult to have a rational conversation and also like when you break up with someone you don't want to be dealing with their emotions Mm. (laughs) anymore like you want to be dealing with your own emotions and that's I get that that sounds really selfish to people who aren't the ones that break up with you (laughs) with people but ultimately I don't know I I don't know maybe we should try I mean try to answer the question of like do you think people owe you those conversations do you think you owe the person that you broke up with an explanation of why you broke up with them I kind of I do think that an explain like a breakup 
explanation in a way is owed or like but mm. maybe not I, I think it depends like how long you dated yeah like if if you like love this person if you like love each other yeah you do owe i think an explanation is owed yeah. you can't just walk away without like saying anything i think yeah but at the same time to what extent is that owed like do you owe someone like a five-hour conversation and then like a week later another like five-hour phone call and then like a week you know until they're Mm. like fully over it like no i don't really think that that's you owe someone that yeah i think you owe someone a conversation like a really like sit down like let's talk this out until we both feel kind of like satisfied kind of conversation Mm. if they're obviously just like taking the piss to like drag it out longer and like you know not end the thing obviously that's a different story but i do feel like you know it's just like we had this thing together and i feel like if you want to walk away that's fine but i just feel like it's a partnership at the end of the day it's like a thing that you entered in together and and yeah it takes two people but i feel like if one person doesn't want to participate it's like the other person's also involved like yeah you, you kind of can't just leave them like yeah. that but yeah no i do agree yeah and then i don't know about this i don't i just don't think maybe i don't think a post breakup conversation is necessarily owed as in like not during the event itself like as in if you've had this conversation you've broken up it's clear we've broken up you know from that point forward i just don't think a conversation is owed like yeah i don't think and being the person that has been like please like talk to me yeah and like please let's have this conversation and you know like all the tactics of like how to keep them keep them like in your life yeah i know those and like (laughs) i've done them but i do feel like the other person just doesn't really owe you that. And in a lot of ways, the moment that my ex finally turned around and was like, okay, this needs to stop. Like, we need to stop interacting. Why are we still doing this? Mm -hmm. We've broken up. Kind of thing. That moment is like, now looking back, I'm like really thankful because like, otherwise I would have never, like it would have taken even longer. Like, you know, I just feel like in a way, like the breaker up almost as a courtesy to just be like- Yeah, they have to just- Exactly, to just cut off that thing. But then at the same time, it's kind of like everyone can do what they want. You know, everyone still needs to go through their process. Yeah, but that's definitely kind of like what I learned as like being the breaker upper of like, by trying to get this person to be friends with me, I am kind of like prolonging their pain and therefore prolonging my pain because I don't want to like be the cause of someone's pain. Mm. So you kind of do, you you have to recognize that like you do have the power and be like, this is enough. Like we can't interact, especially cause like, I don't know. I think the whole question of whether you owe someone an explanation is kind of hard. Cause sometimes or like often people won't, just accept that explanation that you give they like Mm. think that there's like ulterior motives and they'll have all these questions that they want answered and keep coming back for more answers but it's not firstly there might not be any more answers and they're just really digging away at like the wound that they already have or if there are more answers i don't know if it will necessarily help them to have them because you're already hurt like how much more hurt can you be Mm. and they might think that it will give them closure, but, like, I don't know if it can, mm. you know? Yeah. Because I don't think someone who's already hurt you can give you closure. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of also what I was trying to get at with, like, you have to find the answers yourself. Because 
okay, you have this breakup conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to just take that at face value. value. Like, yeah. yeah, they could just be lying to you. There could be, like, another secret reason of why it happened. Yeah. A million other secret reasons. But you have to just assume that the reason that they gave you is the reason why it's happening. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're literally just going to keep going around in loops forever. Like, if you didn't believe them that first time, what makes you think that in the second conversation, you're going to be like, oh, okay, then they're telling the truth this time. Like, that last time, the reason that they gave me yeah, let's put that out the window, it's this one. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, what? I feel like a lot of the time when, like, people are, like, really wanting answers and, like, mm-hmm. really wanting to, like, keep having these conversations and stuff, It's it really is to drag it out because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, whatever reason they give you, like, if they had given you a separate reason than what you think, you will always be standing in a parallel universe where, like, all the other reasons will be floating around you. And, like, it doesn't matter. You could be in each universe. You'll still be wondering about all the other ones in which, like, all the other reasons happened. And it still probably ends in breakup. Exactly. So, So. And that's the thing. Like, is it going to change anything? Would this actually have changed anything? Like, no. So why like it doesn't matter i can just Mm -hmm. like figure this out by like the answers are not going to come from this person that's kind of what i'm saying like yeah yeah yeah. and also i think that's part of the self-reflection as well of like why am i looking for answers from this person who i don't even trust that they gave Mm. me the right answer in the first place like what what is making me do that within myself it's not about why are they doing this to me it's like why am why do i keep going back Mm. for these answers and like yeah, as you said, if you don't trust them the first time, you're probably not going to trust them the second time. And also, why are you, like, trying to get answers from this person who you don't think is, like, a good person, mm-hmm. you know? Or who you don't think is being fair towards you? Because you, you're you just causing so much grief in yourself and you just yeah. need to get away. Get away. And if it ends up, like, you've gone through all the emotional process of just, like, getting all the raw feelings out of the way and being able to have this perspective and then you still have questions that you're like okay maybe now we could have a rational conversation about this if it's like six months down the line I do kind of think that six months is like a good benchmark for when you can have those conversations yeah yeah I do think like once you're over it and stuff like I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting down to have a conversation again don't really think that conversation is owed like I also don't think you can expect that. Like, yeah. even if you're over it, I don't think you can expect a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What about, do you have anything in terms of things that you've kind of took from, like, lessons you've learned from breakups or relationships that you kind of are like, yeah, I definitely want to, like, take this on to, like, my new relationships? Mm. I think the good thing about breakups is that you learn what you don't like in a person and like what you want to look for in future relationships and also what you did like in them like there might be some qualities that you're like yeah I really appreciated that Mm. but there were all these other things that meant that we weren't necessarily a good fit so you can take those and like when I went through my breakup I did try to kind of like think about what those things were and like I tried to think about red flags it's like such a hot like a buzzword you hear about it all the fucking time but what are the red flags for you and like what happened at the start of the relationship that maybe was foreshadowing the fact that the relationship wouldn't work out Mm. and also kind of set a precedent for like how the rest of the relationship looked so if you know that like someone said something at the beginning of the relationship and then it set the tone for how the 
treated you the rest of the relationship it's good to like look back and be like what exactly were those things that showed me that and why did I accept that again and how can I try to not repeat those patterns and find people that do those things again because like a year into this breakup there's so many things and also this is another thing is like I don't know when the breakup ever stops like processing because I will just get these weird like flashbacks to Mm. things now even though I'm like I don't really ever think about this person or like you know like we don't yeah. really talk very often but I will just get these things of like like a that's a raven <laughs> kind of moment where I'm like <laughs> what like why did I let that happen mm. and then just like keep going with that because that clearly just wasn't right and like what what was I thinking not necessarily like oh this person was doing something super bad but just that was just not in any way what I want from a relationship so yeah why did I put up with it so yeah I think that's that's really helpful and definitely to write things down because then you can see the process as well it's really helpful to be able to see like this was the first stage of the breakup these were Mm. the really raw emotions and then how did those kind of develop because once you've gone through it as well you know you can go through it again like and you have a record of those things of like okay I felt all of this despair and grief (laughs) and anger and this these were like the most intense feelings I will probably ever feel but I got through it and Mm. I can do it again if it ever happens again and I can go through this relationship or I can start another relationship with the knowledge that I have from my other relationships and I'll just like keep getting better and better each time you know yeah yeah, for sure what about you well I think from my first relationship and first breakup I learned a lot about the kind of girlfriend that I want to be and like Mm. the kind of ways that I want to act and I think like a lot of the stuff that I was looking back that I kind of said at the start like being kind of suffocating and like you know all of this stuff that it's just anxious attachment at the end of the day so like I can only just try you know to like work on that and whatever like it's not just gonna get fixed from me like realizing it Mm -hmm. and being like oh yeah I didn't like that about myself in my first relationship so now I'm not gonna do that anymore I know it's not it doesn't work exactly like that but I think from like my first relationship and my first breakup and the way things went down I think it really you know every step of the way it's like a handbook for like anxious attachment (laughs) so it's just like I think it made me realize that it's kind of like a lot of these things I feel like I don't have any power to them and it's kind of like oh but that's just like the way I am like I can't help it that's just like the way I feel but I think a lot of the the things that I did were like I made choices and like I kept making a choice to put this person before everyone else Mm -hmm. like at every step of the way not just in our relationship but like also when we were broken up Mm -hmm. and I think like that's a big thing like in terms of my next breakup it's like the idea of accepting that it's over and like realizing that and acting accordingly and not mm-hmm. just chasing it in expense of everything else yeah, yeah yeah I think kind of the same thing of like I just realized that like how I feel in a relationship is really not how I want to be as a person you know (laughs) like because of my attachment style mostly but also just all the things that come with that of Mm. like I just like I know I'm a good girlfriend but I don't like who I am as that girlfriend and I don't like 
what I let myself act like, what I let myself put up with, all Mm. these things that it's like, I kind of just think that I am better off not in a relationship. Mm. Which again goes back to like my zone at the beginning of like, is that really the best approach? But I really don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I'm like a lot happier. So I feel like that's at least something. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's good for sure. Yeah, another one is like, I, sorry i feel like all the, the ones i keep saying are kind of along the same vein but people aren't gonna love you like you think they're gonna love you and people aren't gonna love you how you love them essentially mm. and that's okay like yeah. not everyone's love looks the same and like yeah. everyone processes things differently and expresses things differently so yeah yeah, yeah i think that's a big thing of like I, in my, like, journey of attachment styles, before I even knew what attachment styles were, I was kind of just like, oh, I want to let myself feel my feelings more and like people (laughs) more, you know? And I think in that process, I kind of got lost in being like, okay, well, I just have to, like, accept anytime anyone shows any interest in me because... Mm. And, like, dive into that because otherwise I'm holding myself back. But again, you don't have to love everyone how they love you. And like, also you probably should show an active interest in the person Mm. before you just like decide to get into a relationship (laughs) with them, you know? (laughs) Wow, what a revelation. But (laughs) it comes back to like, you should think they're a good person and you should like them. Like, don't just force yourself to like someone and make this relationship work because you think that that's like what you should do at that Mm. moment in time and because they like you and that's something that I've really been trying to do is just figure out what I actually value in a person regardless of like my past relationships just like do I like this person yes or no and my gut reaction mostly is no (laughs) so like why would I pursue it you know (laughs) Again, don't know if that's the right response, but I'm just like trying to sit with my actual feelings rather mm. than just being like, okay, I'm gonna go with whatever comes my way, kind of thing. Because that I don't think that's like been the right approach for me in the past. Yeah, maybe we should, you know, Honey and Maria switch attachment styles for a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's see how it goes. I just can't imagine oh, that's actually really the funny. intensity of the feelings that you must feel all the time. <laughs> because I just like, I'm like, where are they? Where are they inside me? Like, I need them to come out. It's so fucking horrible. Like, honestly, I'm so done with it. It's exhausting. Like, it's exhausting to like constantly be worried that someone is gonna like stop loving you. Yeah. And, like, all of this shit or, like, that you're annoying them too much or that, like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's kind of, like, also a fucking mess to only be able to feel something, like, once you break up with someone. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you just feel negative things the whole way through and then when you break up with them you're like, oh, I actually guess it was kind of good at some points you know (laughs) and I think that's another thing we also haven't really mentioned you should maybe like look at the good thing like the good aspects of your relationship as well like don't linger on them but I don't know for at least for avoidant people I think it's good to like recognize that love happened like I don't agree with this idea of like what's the point in loving someone if you break up I think you learn things Mm. from it and 
there are definitely good aspects and you learn so much about yourself during a relationship and in the breakup as mm. we have just talked about so <laughs> yeah but obviously you'll get to a stage where you can do that and it will be easier I don't know and like just yeah. like listen to some Taylor Swift <laughs> because she just knows exactly what you're feeling I promise you yeah maybe um if and whenever I go through a breakup I'll li- we'll listen back and do like a live reaction for all our bullshit advice that we just gave you know yeah (laughs) but yeah I think that's the thing with breakups it's like it's really fucking hard to talk about them and like give good advice and all of this shit because like when you most need it is like when it's just not gonna hit it's not gonna land like when you're actually going through it like I just feel like there's not really much advice you can receive that will, like, fix the feeling that you're feeling. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And then in retrospect, like, you can have all of these rationalizations Mm. and, like, look at it in all of these different ways and you're, like, it's so obvious and so clear. And that's why it's such a little bitch because it's, like, you even feel dumb. Like, literally the amount of times that I have said to Honey, I'm, like, how was I so obsessed with my ex? Like, no shade to her, but, like, honestly... (laughs) How was how did it take me so fucking long to get over this girl? Like, yeah. she's really not like not it, and like our relationship wasn't it, and like yeah. the whole fucking weird dynamics around the whole breakup were so fucked up. Yeah. And it's like you can see that so easily in retrospect, but in the moment you're so like, oh, everything is so hard, and like I I don't have any choice over this, mm-hmm. and like oh my god, poor me. Yeah. What do you have any tips for like? someone as a friend helping someone going through a breakup yeah i mean i think just listen i think a lot of the time people want to just talk or Mm -hmm. maybe if you don't have a very talkative like one of those people that love to talk as a friend then just like probably just hang out with them and like sit in nice silence with them yeah exactly distract them like i think always just ask how can i help and like obviously use your knowledge about your friend like if your friend is the kind of person that like probably does need a kind of a distraction and like they're Mm -hmm. just being a bit stubborn about wanting to do something like just try to like drag them out Mm -hmm. you know even if they keep saying no don't be like you don't have to always completely listen you know how people are like oh just like ask them what they want and whatever they say like if they want you to leave them alone like sometimes people say they want you to leave them alone but like if you know your friend and they're the kind of friend that will say that but really they just need to go out bowling or something like (laughs) just take the bowling like don't and even if it goes badly if it makes it worse like whatever like at least they did something for an afternoon don't let them just sit by themselves i don't think that's like sometimes you do need that when you're going through a breakup you need those periods to think but you can definitely get caught in a dark, dark hole. Yeah. And you need to be dragged out. <laughs> yeah. So I think just listen, like, really try to kind of, like, check in with them, see what they're needing, see what how mm-hmm. they're feeling. Yeah. And, yeah, just I think what people mostly need is just, like, that kind of reassurance of, like, shit, there's, like, actually a lot of people around me that love me mm-hmm. and this person wasn't the only thing that mattered or, like, the only person that really loved me or really understood me because there's actually lots of people if you just you know look around so I think as long as you're there as support and like just being there Mm -hmm. is kind of the biggest thing yeah I remember you got me some 
sweet potato fries. <laughs> yeah, I remember you brought me some Alanda bottle books because I like had a bit of a breakdown. I couldn't find essays in love in my room. I was like, I need it. It's my breakup book. And I was like throwing all my books everywhere. And you were like, honey, it's fine. I've got it. <laughs> you can borrow it. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, I mean, that was shit because it was during lockdown as well. <laughs> like, I couldn't even go out and distract myself yeah, if I wanted damn. to. I just remember, like, being around my mum all day and she obviously didn't want to ask me, like, every second of the day, are you okay? Mm. So she would try to, like, judge her moments. And then just <laughs> seeing her face of, like, despair when I would, like, burst out crying and be like, no, I'm not okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah. That was cute. <laughs> cute. Anyway. Yeah. This episode was a little bit inspired by um, just hearing my brother talk about his breakup a lot, you know. Mm. Just got me thinking about all of these sort of things that you keep playing over and over in your head and, like, mm-hmm. all of these, like, negotiations you have with yourself almost and, like, mm. with an invisible version of your ex. Yeah. As of, like, why things ended and, like could they still work and all of these things and I just I don't know it's like a really fucked up time Mm -hmm. post breakup time and like yeah there's not really a right answer I think it's like a lot of the time play it by ear like not all advice is universal obviously especially like relationship and breakup advice and all of that Mm -hmm. shit like it is a lot of like depends on the person but yeah I think all you can do is like be kind to yourself give yourself time give yourself like space space and patience like don't beat yourself up because it's like, oh, I, I can't believe I'm still, like, thinking about this. Or, like, yeah. Like, obviously, breakups suck. Like, mm-hmm. breakups are painful and it takes a while to, like, get over it. But you that's will. fine. That's completely fine. Literally, everyone has gone through it. And, like, everyone will go through it. And don't feel like you're pathetic or whatever. You're not. You're good. You will survive. Uh-huh. <laughs> As Taylor Swift said... then something happened one magical night I forgot that you existed (laughs) thank you for that lyrical genius Taylor really got a beautiful end to our episode (laughs) we have the beginning like time won't fly it's like I'm paralysed by it and we have the resolve I forgot that you existed. <laughs> then we have like the 22 vibes. <laughs> <laughs> then we have we are never ever getting back together. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you know where to find us, guys. <laughs> On Instagram at Sexless Podcast or email us with any of your breakup stories or thoughts at sexwispodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send that anonymously if you want to on our website, which is www.sexwithpodcast.com. Or you can send us a message on Facebook, Sex With Podcast. Leave a comment on our YouTube videos after you've subscribed. Obviously. So many ways of getting in touch. Yeah. Like, guys, why aren't you getting in touch yet? You can leave us a review and keep leave a little message there you know mm-hmm. if you want if you so want if you so wish instead of messaging your ex just message <laughs> us yeah and obviously five stars wherever you get your podcasts yeah. and yeah we'll see you next week guys bye, bye. bye.
You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.